Happy Monday, Cubs. You're listening to Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast, brought to you by Microsoft Edge. What's up, babe? Dude, this is the fucking problem with the internet, and I'm not even being facetious about it. I could do what the host of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast does. But let's read that one more time. Oh my God. I got aggressively too descriptive and you saw it and you're welcome happy monday that's right babe episode 36 on and popping now let's answer some questions up front get some get some logistical stuff out of the way okay because that's what we got to do one i'm wearing a coat that's too loud okay and i'm not saying it's too loud and proud and belongs in a parade i'm saying it's literally too loud like i'm a fucking middle school football coach okay let's see if you can hear this for some reason or another, just put on a windbreaker and then sat down to record a podcast in the most uncomfortable chair that I got from Goodwill of all time. Okay. So, and also, also, so we got the too loud coat. We have the coat that's way too loud. I don't know if you're going to be hearing it through the whole episode, but it is what it is. I'm already, I'm already stationed in my station. And once I go, I go, there's no stopping unless of course babies, but other than babies and almost pissing my pants. There's no stopping. So I sat down. I wore my windbreaker for whatever reason. Wanted to look like a middle school football coach that's holding on to the glory years. And I'm also wearing my wife's sweats. It's just episode 36. That's the vibe. Episode 36 goes like this. There's not going to be a single night that's a good night to record a podcast because my daughter's sick because she went to daycare. And when you go to daycare for a day, you're sick, period. And then you find out the next day that everyone in the... fucking daycare is a sick or b has nose foot mouth or whatever the fuck it's called hands foot mouth elbows knees and toes it's a fucking that's the name for the rash that's a name of a rash and it's called like hair foot and mouth i don't know it's like the doctors were like oh my god another rash and they're like what should we call it and like where does it pop up the most well it pops up on their mouth um i think it pops up on their feet a little bit and also if i had to say probably kind of like blisters up on their hands what do you want to call it let's call it hands foot and mouth and be like well our last rash was called herpe gladiatorum so should we nope hands foot and mouth fucking sign it send it boom now my daughter did not get hands foot and mouth disease or rash or whatever the fuck it is. She just got sick and she got the cough and she was doing the 103 fever shit. And I know it sounds repetitive. Like I'm saying the same thing every single week with this shit, but here's the deal about having two babies under 13 months old. It's going to be repetitive with them. Sometimes all you got to do is keep them alive and let them know that they're loved. That's it. Alive loved, which is essentially where I'm at as a 28 year old man. So things don't change. It's all the same. We're all still just fucking 13 months old. But this is the first night in like four nights that she slept in her crib. And I'm like, I'm taking the advantage and I'm going down the stairs and I'm recording episode 36 of the podcast. Wait, VJ, you haven't prepped anything. You literally had the idea to go down and record tonight of all nights 15 minutes ago. What are you going to wear? I don't know. I'm in my wife's sweats already for whatever reason. Right. And it's a little bit chilly in the studio. What jacket are you going to wear? I don't know. How about the one that's right next to the washing machine because we haven't done laundry in two weeks? Welcome to being an adult. And that's the one. That's the one I get. 
I promise you something right now. I've been I've been going a little bit overboard and excited pants about the the sound drops and I know that. I know that. You know, I hear you even though you didn't say it. I heard it. So that's my one damn of the episode and I used it right there. But I'm giving myself a cap. I'm giving myself a limit. I set the limit for myself. Here's the deal. Episode 36, you only get to use whatever sound drops you have in your soundboard one time through the episode. So use them sparingly and use them right. This is a conversation I had with myself in lieu of everybody else, despite of everybody else, because I'm always challenging myself to be better. And the way that I challenge myself to be better is I wear a fucking champion windbreaker that I bought for my brother for Christmas two years ago that I forgot to send him and my wife's sweatpants. Both true stories. But before we get into the episode, before we get into the fun and games, let's just give you a quick update on Kilo. He's got CVDD. He's kennel locked right now. He's on all sorts of muscle muscle relaxers, and he's just fucked up out of his brain, and I have to carry him in and out of doors. He can't walk or take steps right now. He can. He can. But he's not supposed to because it could cause nerve damage and then he could fuck up his back legs. Now, that's the sad stuff. But here's the deal. We're taking the precautions. Also, about to be spending so much money on a fucking dog chiropractor, which is a thing because everything's a thing. And it's fucking ridiculous. But if it saves my baby boy's spine, fine. Here's your $50 a session for a dog chiropractor. I spent more money on this dog in the last four years than I spent on myself in the last 28. Wife's sweatpants, little brother's jacket. By the way, Boone, if you still want this coat, too bad. It's mine now. But hey, babe, how was your last week? You, you ready? You ready to kick off another great week? You ready to have another great day? You ready to fucking just send this bad boy off the back? It's happy Monday, okay? If you're a listener to this podcast, you're a cub. But if you're a listener to this podcast on the day it drops, you're part of the happy Monday club. So happy Monday. To those of you listening on Monday, if you're listening on Tuesday, hey, you're still a cub, but you're, you ain't part of the Happy Monday Club. And that just is what it is. And I'm sorry to say it right into your eardrums like that, but it just is what it is. I don't make the rules. I just tell them to you. Okay. And I'm also not wearing socks and I do have shoes on. Moving on. Episode 36. Welcome to another fucking podcast by a straight white guy. Sorry. What's the difference? What's the difference between my podcast and every other straight fucking white guy that thinks that he's cool enough to have a podcast? I don't smoke weed on mine. I don't fucking know. <laughs> we don't talk about bad bitches on mine. We do talk about Keanu Reeves and Ryan Reynolds every now and then, but we don't talk about bad bitches on mine. I am trying to do ayahuasca with Annie Letterman, but we don't talk about bad bitches on mine. And I don't smoke weed or talk about it on the podcast. But having said that, Never say never. There's no telling what I'll sell out for from a fucking ad sponsor in the future, which brings me to Microsoft Edge. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to put I'm not going to put the ad read right there. <laughs> I'd get an email so fast. So uh, we've come to realize I don't know why this marketing agent has a valley voice, but they for sure have a valley voice because, you know, for sure they live in California. Listen, we just there's some things that didn't align with our brands. Your brand seems to be more like crack baby camp counselor energy. And our brand is more like family friendly. And I'd be like, fucking next thing, whatever. But I get so disrespectful sometimes and I kind of surprise myself. I need to rein it the fuck in. But welcome to another episode of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast by another straight white guy, but this one's not so bad. A, we don't talk about weed, which is like every fucking straight white guy's podcast, period. And I don't wear flat bills. 
I am catfishing you 110%. You think that I look like that fucking cover picture that the cover art is? You think I didn't have to start shaving my head bald fucking three, four months ago? You think I still have that beautifully styled head of hair? That's just the best picture that's ever been taken of myself. And then I've been catfishing you because I shaved my head bald now and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like the bald headed look. I appreciate it. Here's who doesn't. My wife, but she's already stuck with me, got the ring on the finger, and I said, this is what it is. This is our life now. I shaved that shit with a razor, all right? And I've been doing it for three, four months. Guess what my wife refuses to do for the three days in between shaves? Guess what she refuses to do? Touch my head. So I go, you hate it that bad? She's like, she literally said this, it's just going to take me some time. This is our life now, Okay. There's no like rewind the fucking clock and let's just go back to a full head of hair. This wasn't a choice. This was a had to be done. I think I'm going to update the podcast art. The picture is just going to be a square shot of my eyebrows and it's going to be the top of my head and it's going to take up half of the square and then above my bald ass head, it's going to say, cheer up, babe, the podcast. And I think that's the new podcast art. What do you think? I also actually do legitimately feel kind of weird about having like an old picture of me on the podcast art maybe you guys should design some podcast art and send it in and i'll just fucking put it as the podcast art i don't know i don't know up to you you guys got busy shit you guys got lives you don't have time to fucking do it if you're in the same boat as me my wife's sweats are so fucking short and i essentially have to pull them into capris so now i'm huckleberry finn i'm like huckleberry finn if he coached t-ball you know what i'm saying all i'm missing is a fucking whistle sunflower seeds and a natural disdain for my athletic past that's all i'm missing but let's see babe what can we talk about today i feel like i've been i feel like i've been hitting you with some redundancy for about 12 minutes i gave you some updates and stuff like that but we want to get into the nitty gritties right we want to get into give us the tea you know now third week in an episode third week in a row i've talked about halloween but couldn't get a pirate costume sorry to tell you so i just wore fucking bunny ears (laughs) <laughs> my bad why did you wear bunny ears that doesn't even fucking make sense did you wear lingerie underneath the bunny ears that would have been inappropriate but here's a cute little connection tie-in that i did do there are pictures of me from when i was a baby and my dad was holding me i was about gracie's age and he's wearing this denim coat so for gracie's first trick-or-treating experience i wore that denim coat how fucking cute but let's see, let's do, let's do a little bit of a finger on the pulse. Let's do a finger on the pulse section. How about how fucking weird Mark Zuckerberg is? How about how unnatural he appears to be inside of skin? And I'm not pointing towards the lizard conspiracy like he's a lizard person. But if there was anybody that was ever the closest thing to a lizard person that's ever been blamed for being one of the lizard people that run our country or our world or whatever the fuck the conspiracy is. You know what? Let's learn. Let's learn together. That's what we're doing right now. We are going to dive deep into the lizard conspiracy because why the fuck not just popped in my head breadcrumbs. And then we're going to watch the Mark Zuckerberg turning Facebook into meta, which sounds pretty fucking beta to me. (laughs) And we're going to break down that video because that's what's important for our day. That's what's important to get this week started off right. But before we break down the video, 
because I've only seen clips and that's what I do with the Cubs. I'll see a clip of something and I go write that down because we should watch that video and talk about it with the Cubs live and in action. And we just see what the fuck we can drum up. We just see what kind of commentary comes naturally to our hearts because we're all about following our hearts on this podcast. But before we do that, let's get it. Let's do a full deep dive into the fucking lizard people conspiracy theory. What do you say? Okay, so this little write-up, this little article comes from wikipedia.org. Sounds like an interesting website. Haven't really ever heard of it. Definitely didn't use it to cheat on every single one of my papers in college. So, reptilian conspiracy theory. Reptilians, also called reptoids, lizard people, reptiloids, saurins, or draconians, because why the fuck not? Why not make it nerdier? A fucking huge-ass dork made up this fucking conspiracy theory and then goes, well, there's not just a Star Trek. There's not just a Star Wars. There's not just a other example that's also popular that I can't think of because I wasn't a fucking nerd. There's multiple things that are the same thing. And right now, I just made Star Trek fans clench their buttholes so fucking hard. Are you offended? You'll survive. But why not just have them be called reptilians and keep it to one name? That way, you can have some fucking dorky McDorkerson go, I like to actually call, re- refer to them as draconian. Sounds a little more old-worldy, and I'm all about the draconians. They're supposed reptilian humanoids, which play a prominent role in fantasy, science fiction, ufology... Didn't know that was a fucking word. And conspiracy theories. The idea of reptilians was popularized by David Icke. Thanks, David. Fucking with the minds of the mentally unstable since your beginning days. A conspiracy theorist who claims shape-shifting reptilian aliens control Earth by taking on human form and gaining political power to manipulate human societies. Ike has stated on multiple occasions that many world leaders are or are possessed by so-called reptilians. So which one is it? Which one is it? Are they reptilians or are they possessed by reptilians? Two very drastic things. If I was to say I'm a ghost or I'm possessed by a ghost, two drastically separate things that are basically different thoughts. And here's a quick little fun fact for you guys that don't know. On the Wikipedia page about the reptilian conspiracy theory, they have two outline drawings, one of a human, one of an alien, or an alien, I said alien, one of a fucking lizard. And the lizard is about three feet taller than the human, and his dick is half the size. So a nerd drew it and said, you know, it'd be silly if we gave him a tiny penis. And that's why they take over, and that's why they're politicians. I'm just going to fucking scroll down. We're going to skip right past the alien abduction phase because no. All right. This one is labeled politics. Now, we don't talk about politics on this podcast at all. We know that. We don't talk about the super divisive things that don't matter in the start of our week. We do talk about politics when it refers to a psychopath named David Icke coming up with a reptilian species and saying that all politicians are reptiles. We do 100% every single time talk about politics when it starts with evil reptilian kitten killer from another planet was a pejorative used to refer to then Ontario Liberal Party opposition leader Dalton McGinty in a press conference. That's when it starts with that, when that's that guy's pejorative term. Now there's racial slurs all over the place, but for the most part, They're pretty straightforward. 
they're pretty cut and dry. It's usually a bam, bam. If you're taking the time to call someone an evil reptilian kitten eater from another planet every single time you refer to them, wrap it up. Even the feminists that hate other women have fucking better nicknames than that. Remember when we learned about TERFs? Remember when we learned about, what was it, was it TERF? We learned about something and it, ha- and it was it, T-E-R-F, wasn't that what it was? Uh, trans, I'm, I'm going to see if I can remember this from the top of the dome. Trans exclusionary radical feminists. I'm a fucking genius. Okay. My recall is at a fucking thousand tonight. All right. I also learned about another thing that's like the same thing. And it's called a swerf. It's like radical feminism came about. And then men are trash. And once they realize that guys just don't really give a fuck, they're like, who else can we cut out of our circle? And so they went from all guys are trash to, to women that used to be guys. They're also trash. Enter the TERFs, the trans-exclusionary radical feminists. And then they went, well, there's not a huge number of those. So I feel like we didn't take enough of a chunk out of our circle. So now there's swerfs, sex worker exclusionary radical feminists. That became so popularized, it got an acronym. That specific situation became such an apparent thing on Twitter, which isn't real, that it has its own nickname now. And yet this guy's nickname is Evil Reptilian Kitten Killer from Another Planet. They should, let's see, E-R-K-E-F-A-P. Or Kefap. Or Kefap. Why couldn't they just call him or Kefap? If you want to get all acronymy with everything. So this or Kefap was doing an election campaign in Ontario, Canada. In the closely fought 2008, wow, I was an eighth grader. U.S. Senate election in Minnesota. Shout outs, hey. Between comedian and commentator Al Franken and incumbent Senator Norm Coleman, I mean, if this isn't the fucking stupidest, so a comic ran against an incumbent senator who later claimed to have written the gag ballot said, I don't know if you've heard the conspiracy theory about the lizard men. A friend of mine, we didn't like the candidates, so we were at first going to write in revolution because we thought that was good and to the point and that which it was better and then we thought the lizard people would be even funnier that's the end of that story so that's where the evil reptilians have like started when it first popped up in politics in a minnesota shout out senator race one guy wrote lizard people into his write in ballot because he quote thought it would be even funnier which it is funnier than revolution but it's also not funny and also you called him an evian reptilian kitten eater from another planet so the bottom line is there's reptiles and they take over human beings even though they're three foot taller than them or they possess them depending on what day david ike is existing in okay depending on what day it is he'll say they either are them or they're possessed by them and that's how you know that that's just a really solid and excellent pointed conspiracy so there's a conspiracy that mark zuckerberg is an alien person and i don't agree with it because i think that's fucking ridiculous also the earth is round and can we just fucking move on from that shit can we just move on 
how about you just fix your own life and then not think about it and then enter Mark Zuckerberg with his literal every word that comes out of his mouth sounds fake. I'm not saying it sounds scripted. Okay. I'm not saying it sounds forced. I'm saying when he's talking, it doesn't sound like a person talking. Sounds fake. It sounds less human than OG Siri. It sounds less human than when the fucking computers that were 17,000 pounds would speak something like that. Bop, bop, bop. Now, computing. That shit. The fake robot voices. His voice sounds less human than those voices. Just listen. It is time for us to adopt a new company brand to encompass everything that we do. Right? It is time for us. It's like every fifth word has twang to it, but it's not an accent. To reflect who we are and what we hope to build. So fake excited right there. So fake excited right there. Now, he's had so much PR and TV training. Okay. He's had so much time sitting down with groups of people just trying to make him sound like a normal, actual, existing human. And yet, the hours upon hours that he's probably spent going over talking points and scripts. And I'm not saying just for these videos. I'm saying for his existence. Okay. Ain't making the cut. He just can't pull through. I'll be the fucking director for this for this little this little scene right here. And I'll tell you exactly how it went. Ready? To reflect who we are and what we hope to build. Now, the first take went like this. To reflect who we are and what we hope to build. Cut. Mark. My man. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch because he's trying to keep it light. And Mark goes, I don't understand that reference. And then he goes, just shut the fuck up for a second. We're going to need you to bring a little bit of excitement. Okay, so if you could bring a little bit of excitement, like you give a fuck about the fact that you're changing and rebranding. Your entire company, which is essentially the biggest company on the planet, okay? Act like you're a little bit fired up and Marcos got it. I'm only going to accentuate the middle word. That we do. To reflect who we are. And it's going to be R. I'm going to accentuate the middle word of the sentence to show my excitement. I can barely contain myself. And the word's going to be the word R. Reflect who we are and what we hope to build. I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. Ooh, did you hear the pause? Pause for effect, Mark. <laughs> I guarantee that this shooting of this fucking commercial for Facebook changing into Meta it took 17 hours. And these are the best clips that came out of it. These were the best performances by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. And also, you know how I just expressively talk with my hands constantly, but it kind of flows with my conversation. All right. I make my points with my hands. I use them as expression. They told Mark to use his hands for his ex for expression. And he's more Ricky Bobby than Ricky Bobby. Mark, this is exciting time. This is so cool. You're changing Facebook into meta. Tell us about it. Proud to announce that starting today, our company is now meta. Our mission remains the same. It's still about bringing people together. Okay. Our apps and their brands 
They're not changing either. Okay. And so we're still the company that designs technology around people. So literally doesn't want to change anything other than the name. You know? Literally didn't want to change a single thing other than the name. So Mark's there and he goes, Facebook's kind of getting old, isn't it? Literally and figuratively. Like it's been around for a while and also only my grandparents use it. So Mark's like, I know what's going to fire people up and it's going to be a name change. And I think that moving forward, I'm going to show my true passions for this rebranding, but I want to make sure that people know that nothing will change. I'm going to take my eight letter name of my company and change it to a four letter name. And that's what I'm going to do. Here's $500,000 to shoot a commercial because I don't understand what money is anymore. It's still about bringing people together. Our apps and their brands, they're not changing either. And we are still the company that designs technology around people. This feels like some actual villain shit. If I'm actually being honest, I'm not making a joke. It feels like some villain shit. It feels like Mark has some fucking underlying motive with the change where he's changing the company. But he's like, I'm just going to tell everybody that nothing's changing so it doesn't start a panic until, of course, everything changes and everything burns to the ground around meta i feel like it's some sort of like weird i'm gonna change the world type of shit but as i see fit you know mark zuckerberg just trying to fuck around and play god but then he hired an entire pr team to try and coach him through convincing us that nothing's changing that's the vibe i get hey and welcome to connect today we're gonna talk about the metaverse starting with the most important experience of all my other favorite thing about this entire commercial is that every clip, every time the video cuts, is like fucking eight seconds max. Every single time. Because that's the amount of time that he was able to hold it together for a shoot. Because literally, he could have said all this kind of together. You know, this entire int that entire intro at least, could have been all together. But it had three cuts. So, I mean lizard people. I'm sorry. Draconians. Or whatever the fuck you want to say. Whatever... Lizard pronoun that you identify as, that's what I want to, I want, I don't know what Mark identifies as, but I'm going to assume, which it's not good to assume, I'm going to assume he's a draconian. Connecting with people. So in the commercial, it was on his face, and then the camera panned around him, and as the camera panned around him, he went from sitting in this like open office area and everything just went digitalized. Okay, so it's like now he's in an animation, which makes me nervous. Imagine you put on your glasses or headset and you're instantly in your home space. Or I could just not put on glasses and a headset and be in my home space. It has parts of your physical home recreated virtually. It has things that are only possible virtually. And it has an incredibly inspiring view of whatever you find most beautiful. Hey, are you coming? Yeah, just got to find something to wear. 
So that uh, little, so what happened is he's standing in this now animated place, which is apparently just his home animated, except for the view out the windows is like tropical on one side and then snowy mountain forests on the other side. And then a chime hit and he held up his wrist. Now he's still real. He's not animated. He held up his wrist and a message popped up and a girl said, hey, are you coming? Which leads me to believe that, hey, if this turns into a thing, so let's just break down what he is, I think, trying to say that he's going to make. What he's going to try to make is like that Oculus Rift shit where you throw on the wraparound camera headset and you got the headphones in and then you just get to exist in like a digital world. My guess is he's going to try to fucking get people to interact that way on some like hyper CGI shit. How fast before it turns into a fucking porno thing? My guess is 13 minutes. Actually, no. My guess is users above 1,000. Once the users of the metaverse or whatever the fuck Mark is creating hits above 1,000, it is hardcore, very graphic, intense porn. That's what it is. Because I'm sure you can make your avatar look like whatever. Isn't there a movie by Gerard Butler that is like about this already? Gamer, dude. Okay, I think it's called Gamer. If you haven't watched Gamer yet, Finish the podcast and go watch Gamer because A, it's got Gerard Butler. I mean, Dreamboat. B, fucking crazy concept that I thought they did a good job of making a movie into. It didn't get great reviews or ratings. I thought it was the shit. But that movie is this idea. And there were two worlds in this movie, like two different like CGI things. There was a video game side, like a first-person shooter, and that f- whole side was wild. And then there was another side that was more like free roam, and it was just a bunch of fucking perverts behind a computer screen jacking off and fucking in a virtual verse. And that's exactly what's going to happen here. Whatever you find most beautiful. Hey, are you coming? Not yet, but it's about 45 seconds away. Yeah, just got to find something to wear. Now he's picking out an outfit like an avatar and it's just right, in front of him. Perfect. Mm. <laughs> oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Hi. Mark. What's up, Mark? Whoa, we're floating in space? Uh-huh. Who made this place? It's awesome. No, you're not. Whoa, we're floating in space? You got a headset on and you're sitting on your couch at your house. You could literally be anywhere in the fucking world in your headset. And you're surprised that you're floating in space? Look, bottom line is Mark Zuckerberg is an alien, okay? And he's trying to make a thing out of Facebook where you can go online and fuck each other virtually. (laughs) Seems problematic. Seems problematic. There's so many movies and ideas about this already. Isn't that the entire concept of WALL-E? Like everything was virtualized, so everyone got fat, and now robots have to take care of you, and then they like literally feed you and like wipe your ass and shit. Mark is trying to recreate the entire movie Wally, and he seems pretty fired up about it because he is excited to tell you about it. You know what's gonna happen, dude? It's essentially gonna be a video game. So who's gonna use it? Fourteen-year-olds. And you know what 14-year-olds are only thinking about doing? Yeah. I don't even have to say it because it seems inappropriate. 14-year-olds are A, only thinking about doing one thing, and B, based off past experience, not fucking good at that thing. Actually, all video game age users don't got the chops. All you're doing at that age... (laughs) 
<laughs> All you're doing at that age is trying to recreate what you've seen. Because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You might have watched some content, watched some videos. But it's not like you're feeling out the other person. You're just shooting from the hip and doing what you've seen on some fucking videos. Now imagine that multiplied by a million in an Oculus Rift fucking headset where people are living in a virtual world with immense freedom. That's just... <laughs> okay, okay. I'm laughing because it feels a little projecty. Feels like I'm projecting a little bit on this one. Because, okay, I just because a story popped in my head. A story popped in my head about from when I was, you know, 14 or whatever it was. Actually, it was 14. Okay, I was like a couple months into my first year of high school, and your boy was still holding onto that V card, nice and strong. But it was starting to slip because what happened? I got my driver's license, right? And I. It was in the middle of resting. I'm just going to tell this story. Welcome to the Oversharing Podcast. Okay. Welcome to the Welcome to the Breadcrumbs Podcast, where we just follow the breadcrumbs and we see where the rabbit hole goes. And this rabbit hole is going to tell you about the uh, an explicit sexual thing that happened with me when I was younger. So I had just got my driver's license. All right. I had had that bad boy for a couple months, so naturally it was time to start bending the rules a little bit. Also, drove a maroon GMC Sierra, not a new one, okay, got about 12 miles to the gallon. And I was also seeing this girl, we're going to keep that name out of it for sure, but I was seeing this girl that was a couple years older than me, and your boy was all about it, and I was like, I'm a big, I'm a biggity bend the rules. Now, it was wrestling season, okay? Now, when it's wrestling season in the Julio household, n- nothing goes. No flying from the seat of your pants, no biggity bending any sort of rules whatsoever, but also, at the same time, horny. So, I was dating this girl. Now, my bedroom was in the basement of the house. I also grew up with two younger brothers that are way younger than me. One of them was seven years younger than me. The other one is 11 years younger than me. So these egress windows had like wire above like the opening. So ultimately them being an egress window and being a safety, a fire safety escape, just they're just like, let VJ burn. But what I came to realize is it seemed like my window was the most wired window and it was a prison to keep me in. But did that stop your boy? Absolutely not. So one night I wanted to go see her and I, and it's wrestling season. So you don't do that shit. A, because it's against the rules and we take that shit serious, which I agree with. And B, because we have morning conditioning every single morning. At, I think, 6.30 a.m. It might have been 6 a.m., but it was every single morning all season. So not only shouldn't you go out late, but it was a rule at the same time. Like, you don't do that shit. But also, same time, horny. So I this is the first time I ever snuck out of my house. I sneak out of my house. I slide the window open. I go up the egress and the wire that was like closest to the house where they couldn't really solidify it down into the ground around the egress window. I just kind of rolled that back a little bit, squoze myself through and fucking dipped. Now, I could have gone anywhere and where I did go was the parking lot of the high school. So, I mean, let's go to the only place in the entire small Idaho town that has cameras and let's go there. But the cameras didn't really play a part in this story. It just, in hindsight, not the best location. So we're in my truck 
it's like midnight at this point and we drive to the high school parking lot and we're kind of talking and this is like new stage haven't really hung out a lot a lot like we weren't even legitimately dating we just kind of had the hots for each other type of thing and then you know we start making out and now your boy is fired the fuck up because it's like i'm at a thousand all right i got all those teen hormones crushing through me that v card is i'm at the point at this point in my brain where i just want to rip that bitch out like a soccer referee pulling those red flags when it's like just you're fucking out of here i wanted to just rip that v card out of there and be like here you go that's for you this is a present But I didn't, and this just comes down to good parenting and me having respect for my parents. I told them that we had a good, nice sit-down conversation where we promised that we would have open discussions about that when the time arose, and the time had not arose. We had not had those discussions. This would have definitely been from-the-cuff whim type of thing. So I pulled the V card out, but then I just held onto it really, really tight right right next to my head. I just, like, it it was up, and it was there for everyone to see, but I just squeezed onto it a little bit tighter i didn't let it go all right now going back to my point of teenagers only do what they think the other person is gonna like because you literally have no other frame of reference other than what you've seen that goes both ways now guys are definitely doing that but ladies you're also fucking doing that okay so i wasn't even doing anything we weren't even like venturing down south all right we were all up top All right. It was a very Mormon makeout session. Neither of us were. And I don't know why I keep throwing LDS people under the bus like that. It's just easy. It's just an easy punching bag when it comes to sex. But it was a very Mormon makeout session. It was waist up. Okay. Now, the thing about it being waist up is not that aphroditic, not that fired up type of moment. Okay. Now, it goes both ways for guys and girls that you're just doing what you think you should not what you know the other person is going to like. How can I say that? I'm just going to fucking say it. She scratched the ever-living fuck out of my back. And I mean, like, drew blood. Now, I'm fucking 14, or however old I was. And I remember thinking... <laughs> I remember thinking in my brain, this isn't something I'm going to look for in the future. <laughs> like, I'm not really into this one. Actually, in the exact moment, I was thinking... Ow. (laughs) And I also had the thought of, we're not even doing anything that hot, but I'm not dragging her because we both have the get out of jail free card of, we don't know what the fuck we're doing yet. But it was like, it was like a 30 minute or, okay. It was like 30 minute hot and bothered fucking teenage going back and forth. Both of us have the mutual understanding of like, no, we're not going to go all the fucking way tonight, but I'm super fucking into you. Let me slice up your back like I'm Freddy Krueger and mumble sweet nothings into your ear, okay? Now, that's not the point of the story, (laughs) all right? We wrap up our makeup sesh. Do you guys remember being younger and making out and then just that was like the finish line? Because we all had a phase where that was like that before we started like being sexually active human beings. Could you imagine doing that now? (laughs) Could you imagine? making out for like 45 minutes and then just being like sick this was fun (laughs) everything was blue so i drop her back off at her car she we drive home literally like nothing other than a really really intense makeout session happened there's a fucking blood on my back okay 
I'm not over-exaggerating. Homegirl went to fucking town on my back. I snuck back into the house about 1.30 in the morning, okay? Now I have to wake up in four and a half hours to go to morning conditioning. And I pull that feed off just fine. I go to bed, I wake up, get myself to morning conditioning, and morning conditioning, we didn't know whatever, ever what it was going to be until we showed up. So we show up, we find out we have these things called hall sprints. So the way that our high school was designed is if you ran out of the athletic wing, through the commons area, down the academic wing, big loop around this like L-shaped thing in the academic wing, and then back to the athletic wing, it, I think it was like two of them or three of them was like almost a perfect mile. So that's what we were doing this morning. And the way that this sort of session happened is you have a set amount of time to run the first mile. If everyone beats it, think of it like a check mark. You get to move on to the next mile. And the thing about the next mile is there's like 10 seconds added to it. And then if every if everyone on the team finishes the mile in that time frame, it's like a check mark. And I think you we have the option of only having to run it three times. But depending on what kind of mood my dad was in, if you missed time on a mile, you either had to do that mile again, or if he was in a super fucking pissy mood, he started over. And for the most part, we almost always had to redo at least one of them over because heavyweights are slow. So we're running... <laughs> We're running the fucking hall sprints and, you know, we're like, we're like three in. We're about to do our last one if everyone makes time. And I pop the top, okay? And to put that in layman's terms, I'm now shirtless, all right? Because guess what I forgot about? While I'm sprinting miles and trying to make times, what I'm not thinking about is the fact that it looked like Zorro was practicing his Z's on my back. Wasn't thinking about it. So like I said, it's three laps, right? So when we take off, we take off as a group. No one has really said anything. I popped, oh, and I might've even popped the top in the middle of my first lap of the last mile because I was hot. Your boy runs hot. And this just goes to show, don't be a douchebag and take your shirt off to work out. I still do it and it's problematic. So I popped the top in the middle of the first lap. So when we took off, obviously, everything was hunky-dory. We're just trying to make times at this point. And I'm kind of out towards the front. And I popped the top. And then I loop around. And when you go back to the beginning, you have to run around coach, a.k.a. my father. <laughs> and you, we ran around him. And then I start hearing grumblings while I'm running. Not from my dad, but from my teammates that are behind me. Kind of like scratches. Jesus Christ. Did he go 14 inches deep? <laughs> but I wasn't putting it together what the fuck with the grumbling was. I just heard that voices picked up behind me. And I'm focusing on making time. So we have. I have one more lap to go. I go to loop around my dad again. And as I loop around my dad, I hear him go, what the fuck? Too late. I'm already like 50 yards away now. I've already looped around and it's the last lap of the last mile. I'm dead sprinting it at this point. And I hear him go, what the fuck? So now naturally, it's hot behind my ears. Naturally, I'm stressing now, but still can't 
think of why. Still couldn't remember that it looked like a family of kittens got dropped on my spine. I just couldn't fucking remember. So I'm unaware. I just know that my dad's pissed about something. So I crossed the line for the last mile. And, you know, you do like the slowdown because you sprint through the finish line and then you do kind of the slowdown. It takes you about 15 to 20 feet to slow down. And I'm still facing the direction I was running. So I pass I pass by dad and then I'm still facing away from him after I passed him. As I turn around, homeboys in my motherfucking face. And I was like, whoa, he's like, get in my fucking office. And I was like, what? He's like, get your fucking shirt, put your fucking shirt on, get in my fucking office. And I'm pretty sure he said fuck that many fucking times, which is where I get it from, genetics. And so by that point, I remembered what happened. And I went, no, 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 no. And he's like, don't say anything. Get in my goddamn office right now. How do you explain to your dad that? The scratches on top of scratches on your back were from just an intense makeout session. As a parent, now, if my kid ever was just razor bladed the fuck up and then they went, no, the kissing was just that hot, I wouldn't fucking believe him either. You know how much convincing I had to pull out all the big stops. I had to pull out the, I swear to God, I swear on our family. I swear on everything. I swear on who I am as a son. We did not have sex. And then I saw because like at this point he's in the office yelling at me about how, first of all, he feels disrespected because he didn't know anything about it. Second off, when the fuck did this happen? Oh, you snuck out of the house last night. Now you're even in more trouble. Three, you took your shirt off and everyone on the wrestling team saw you slice to fucking back. That's so inappropriate and not the standard of person that we hold ourselves to. Like it was like it was like a whole thing. And then on top of that, you didn't even fuck. <laughs> I saw this look wash over my dad's face after I pulled out all the stops of like, I swear to God, all that stuff where just intense confusion. There was anger there still, but just intense confusion of why? Why? Why does your back look like that if you're just making out? Why does your back look like that if you're just swapping spit? If you're just kissing, why does your back look like that? And the answer to that is she's just doing what she thought she was supposed to do because we didn't have any fucking idea what we were supposed to do. Dude, people say they fucking miss high school all the time. I don't miss high school for a minute. I've missed high school for half a sec. Okay? But holy shit, we really don't know what the fuck we're doing, huh? We really had no fucking idea. Think back. Did you think that you were the shit? I did. Did you have any fucking idea what you were doing? Nope. Okay, this episode's getting a little lengthy. We're going to do some quick unqualified dad advice, babe, and we're going to send us on our way. All right, let's see see if we can. We're here. It's time for some unqualified dad advice, and let's see if we can help some silly bitches out on the Internet that don't have any real problems unless their problems are real, in which case they're a little too heavy and real for this podcast. Those are the only two fucking options. Either A, your advice question is the most pointless thing ever, or B, Holy fucking shit. 
don't post it on Reddit too heavy. We've only had two that are like a fucking middle ground. So let's fi- let's figure this out. We're going to scroll. Stop. My uncle is the reasons Nigerian princesses still get paid. I mean, if you want an attention grabber, that's it right there. Okay. Huge shout out to you, Cali High Society. Um, my uncle is the reason Nigerian pre- princesses still get paid. Sounds like it's going to be a great story. My uncle falls for every scam you can think of. Recently, he has been dating Amanda Cerny, who was stuck in the hospital and needed bills paid. Wrote a song in Garth Brooks and needed funds to produce it. Now he is writing songs with Sheryl Crow and started a fundraiser for her to get her medical bills paid. These are just the ones he has posted on Facebook. Literally tens of thousands of dollars sent to scammers. (laughs) He isn't dumb. Well... He isn't dumb. He has a master's degree. Let me tell you one thing. Uh, Degree doesn't mean shit in terms of your intellect because street smarts are about how gullible you you are and how well you can balance other people and their motives. Street smarts with VJ Julio. Our entire family has told him he is getting scammed over and over and over. He won't listen. We have told him kindly. We have told him in a more stern tone. We have sent him screenshots of the photos Amanda Cerny sent him that were posted to her Instagram or other websites. He will not listen. I want to just give up and let him do him because other than telling him over and over that he is being scammed, I don't know what to do. Any advice is greatly appreciated. Listen, sounds to me that you're just jealous that your uncle is living the kind of fucking rad-ass life where he gets to date Amanda Cerny and write songs with Sheryl Crow. How about you fucking get your weight up, pussy? How about you goo-wop this shit and get your weight up because it sounds like your uncle is out there being the main character. (laughs) Oh, oh. Your uncle's not cool enough to write songs for Garth Brooks? Huh? It's not a scam. He just hasn't got a return on his dividends yet. The royalties are start rolling in, and then he gets to give you two the, the fucking double middle finger and ride off into the sunset with his girlfriend, future wife, Amanda Cerny. And for those of you that don't know who Amanda Cerny is, that's a Playboy model turned YouTuber. So that's what that is. And turns out we heard from a family member of her boyfriend right here. So that's pretty fucking cool. Um, My advice on that is let him live his life. It sounds like he's living his best life out there. You know what I mean? Hope that helped. Scroll. Stop. It feels like I'm overreacting if I report him. This is from Understatement Zero. And she is a 19-year-old female. Should I report my older brother for sexual abuse against me? Whoa. Okay. All right. I'm going to lean forward a little bit. We're going to change the tone just a little bit because Papa Bear doesn't like joking about shit like this. So should I report my older brother for sexual abuse against me? Everyone in my family who knows about this has made me feel so conflicted about this matter. They make me feel like I'm overreacting and seeking their attention. They're expecting me to just shut up and move on. I know it's the right thing to do, but when everyone I know is minimizing it, I feel confused and helpless. Makes me feel weak for waiting to receive justice and report him. Please give me some advice. Should I do it or just ignore and move on? Parentheses, he has stopped now. 
So initially, I was going to say the stupid question of like, what is it? But let me tell you something that I immediately told myself in my brain. That doesn't matter. Um, If something happens, something happened. And that's the end of the fucking line. It's up to you because it's your choice. Now, your family is going to have conflicting things because there's multiple um, dynamics that go into a family. Like you say your parents or whatever or your I don't know, cousins or aunts and uncles, like you've come to them about it. Then they tell you to like, some of them tell you that it's not right. Some of them tell you to just keep it like, whatever the fuck. I don't need to repeat what you just wrote to us. So, um, the one thing you need to know is you don't need to ask anybody for advice on this. You need to do what's best for you. And if what's best for you is reporting it and getting that closure, then that's a hundred percent what you should do because it's your choice. And it happened to you any ramifications or repercussions whatever uh that come on the back end has zero percent your fault and everything to do with him because he's the one that did the action so you should feel no guilt you should feel no sorrow other than the fact that you were disrespected and violated by uh someone who's never supposed to do that type of stuff to you okay so you are 100 percent the victim in this situation and one thing about people who aren't the victim in a situation is they can't really put themselves in your shoes. Uh, So they're going to say, they're going to worry about the mundane shit of like, Oh, what will people say about our family? Oh, or, but Brad is such a good guy. Otherwise I'm just, I'm just throwing out a name for your brother. He shouldn't be identified uh, by the public as this one thing. He has so many good qualities. Nope. Sorry. Fuck him. If he wants to do that, take advantage of you, his sister, someone he's supposed to protect. Um, or period, anybody. If he's wants to do that with anybody, not someone he's supposed to protect, just anybody, any single individual on the planet, he deserves to get charged and convicted for it. Because people like that that take advantage of that shit are pieces of shit, and um, it is. And zero percent of the weight is on you. Um, the only thing that you have to figure out is when you're ready, because you're dealing with some trauma and you're dealing with a whole lot of issues and. On how you're going to deal with this moving forward. So make sure that you take care of yourself. Get yourself the closure you need. Closure you need. But then also probably see uh, somebody to talk about how to move on in your brain. Because you don't want this to have ramifications for you down the road. In terms of who you trust. And your relationships. So 100% report it. You are not at fault at all. And take care of yourself. That would be my advice, which seems kind of summed up and straightforward, but the, but it's just as simple as that. Hope that helped. All right, Cubs, last one for the episode. Let's do one more piece of advice. I'm going to scroll deep. We're going to go, I'm like fucking 35 posts down. Scroll, 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 stop. My girlfriend sent someone her nudes. We got the tea. Tell us about it. Mitchell1019. Wow, one of the first person that actually put an actual fucking name. Mitchell. What's up, Mitch? Okay, so the title isn't exactly correct. I mean, you fucking clickbaiting piece of shit. You know what I mean? You got me all revved the fuck up. You scratched my back, Mitchell. Okay? You got me tingling, and then right now, first line, you just sent me back home to sneak into my egress window with blue balls okay so don't do that let's hear what you have to say 
So my girlfriend and I have been dating for about three months, and she just told me that she sent nudes to this boy she was obsessed with for over a year. This ended a couple months ago, but just hearing about it bothers me a lot. I just want to know how to handle this because I'm just freaking out over it. Okay. So this turned into some exciting tea to uh, a dude who, I mean, I don't know how fucking old you guys are because you didn't put ages in it. But, I mean, this could be summed up with uh, the insecure dudes about a girl's past shit. You know what I mean? Like, like if you're with someone and you're one of those guys that doesn't like to think about the fact that they had boyfriends in the past, like, you're kind of a bitch, you know? Like, you're kind of an insecure little bitch, Blanky. And nudes is, like, the lowest tier of that. You know what I mean? Like, hey, did you know that they also probably fucked, too? Did you know that he was also probably inside of her because she had a life and a past before you? So maybe just get the fuck over it. But he's, but he's got her pictures. He can look at her titties whenever he wants. Okay? So can you, boyfriend to the girl in question. And you can see him in real life. And you can bat those fucking heavies around all fucking day if she gives you permission. You know? If you turn her on and get her to the point where she's excitable, you could just fucking see those things and bat those bad boys around all fucking day. Okay? You can lift one up, put it on your fucking forehead, whatever you want to fucking do. You can lay her down, use it as a pillow, best fucking naturally made pillow on the planet. Don't at me. All right. And don't be insecure about your girl's past. Unless I'm reading that wrong and I missed an entire fucking angle of it. I'm pretty sure that you're being a bitch. Okay. And that's how I'm going to conclude the episode. Mitchell, sack the fuck up. Hope that helped. All right, babe. That is episode 36 of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast from your friendly neighborhood Huckleberry Finn T-Ball coach with Camp Counselor Energy. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you did, make sure you follow all the socials, Cheer Up, Babe podcast, all that shit on the, on, on the Instagrams and all that. Um, watch out for that new merch drop coming New Year's 2022. And I know it seems like I'm promoing it a little bit early but i want you guys to prepare because i know that when i want to buy things i have to start saving up for two months because your boy broke but stash that money away in a fucking closet somewhere all right for the dope ass cheer up babe merch drop on in 2022 just consider that promo like a fucking christmas at walmart it's been there fucking three months in advance okay i hope you enjoyed this episode of another straight white guy with a podcast oversharing and just trying to make you exhale out of your nose a couple times. You guys are going to crush this week. Happy Monday. Go out there. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.